Continue to do too. Okay. Tell me when Z's. Go Z's. Oh, right now? Yeah. We're recording? Yep. Oopsie. Sure are. <laughs> it's okay. That's really, really good stuff right there that you just okay. coughed up into the microphone. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're going. We're live. I'm Laura Sales. And I'm Danielle Sales. Welcome back to Not Another Momcast. Oh my God! Welcome back. Today, we are talking about boundaries, which we've decided to break into three categories, physical, behavioral, and emotional. But first, we've got to get into boom and bust. Laura, you're up. Okay. Okay. Yes, I will go first this time. So my boom, pretty sure I mentioned this the last time that we had a call that uh, my little baby daughter, precious, sweet child angel baby, (laughs) is almost two. Couple days away, actually. Just throwing up emotions. Um, She was in a giant sleep regression. There's like an 18 to 24 month sleep regression that was really messing with all of her sleep, especially her nighttime sleep. And it was almost like being back in the newborn stage for about two weeks. And it is over. The sleep regression is over. Yes. And that is a huge boom because. It is just so nice to sleep. Sleeping (laughs) is my favorite. So um, really, really pumped that that's back in my life. Another little boom to add in though is that my dad is like coming down. Like he is like on his way to visit as we speak. I'm very excited. Um, My parents live pretty far from me. Also in Vermont. Okay. Sad. (laughs) And um, (laughs) – uh. He's coming. He's coming for a visit. So that's actually very, very exciting. We can see Grandpa Papi. Grandpa Papi, come. (laughs) Oh, my God. Get that on recording. Okay. So, yeah, I do. I have it. I'll share it with you later. Um, It kills him every single time. So moving on to the bust. The bust of my week is that I decided that I would try to play at recess, something I used to do all the time. I ran for a couple of seconds straight and uh, my body doesn't work right anymore. (laughs) So that has been a real, real highlight of my really (laughs) crappy week. And since it was just my class at recess instead of all of the kids of that age group, um, I decided I would jump in a group game with them, which can be a really good way to kind of get them all playing together. And then I kind of step away and I let the magic happen. So that was a really beautiful idea I had in my head. And um, I just am not currently in the shape to be doing that kind of thing. I don't know who I think I am, but um, it just made me really, really sad to realize that I am not the supple leopard that I once was. leopard. (laughs) Thank you for saying supple leopard. Um. I'm really sorry. Are you taking Advil? 
No, gosh, no. <laughs> you drink water, you, you sleep it off, stretch it, walk it off, stretch, stretch it out. Don't pull um, I'm not doing any of those things. I'm just, I'm pretty sure I did. I'm pretty sure I already did. <laughs> and your advice is coming to me way too late in the game. So thank you. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I just want to end that. I just want to wrap that up real quick by saying I will, I will come back. And by come back, I okay. mean get back to supple leopard status. I will do it. I think that this will be a whole different episode, but maybe we can stop normalizing the fact that you become a parent and your body falls apart and you just feel like crap for the rest <laughs> of your life, which totally can and does happen, but it doesn't like have to happen. Like you don't just have to tolerate that. Not saying it's going to be easy, but I am saying I personally um, have chosen. I'm not just going to tolerate that. That being said, right now I can't move. move. Right. (laughs) That's my body. Okay. I'm here for that too. Um, my bust actually kind of connects to that, but I'm going to start with, should I start with bust first then? I mean, go for it. I'm not going to. There's no rules. No rules. I'm I'm the grown up here. Okay. (laughs) Sometimes I like to start with bad news and end on the good news, right? It was a little pick me up, but, um, I'm not doing that. I'm just going to start with the good and end with the bad. So my boom is that I had a snow day this week, which was amazing because it wasn't really a snow day. It was just like a freezing cold, wind chill, negative 35 situation. Um, But the roads were not bad. So I was safely able to bring my child to daycare. And that was an unexpected day to myself. And I loved it. I was that's amazing. It is amazing. But um, my other like little sub bullet point for my bust is that I am next level obsessed with my child right now. I think she is the (laughs) greatest. She is the coolest. She is everything I want to be. I love her. She's rocking it. And um, I really needed that from her. Um, <laughs> my bust. That's great comment to make during our boundaries episode. I needed yeah. her to be awesome. Like she is responsible for, for my me happiness. being happy. We're gonna, exactly. yeah, we'll, come, we'll cover that later, folks. Don't you even also, worry. Also, don't at me. I obviously didn't mean that. But um, <laughs> my bust is my bust connecting to kind of what you were saying is that I'm just kind of in a uh, a little shallow point in my uh, body image feeling about myself right now. I want to, I feel like I do really well. And by well, I just mean like take care of myself averagely. And I do that for about a week. <laughs> and then I just can't seem to balance it all and find the time to do everything. But I have to because it's bumming me out. And I've just, yeah, I, this will for sure be something we cover multiple times, I am sure. But the postpartum yeah. body stuff, which I feel like I can't even say postpartum because she's 17 months old today, this no, moment. I, I know it's the 15th. It's crazy. Yes. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. You can still say postpartum because first of all, postpartum is literally the rest of your life after having even just one child. You will be in the postpartum for the rest of your life. Perfect. So what you're talking about right now is this like crazy, stupid deadline that somehow got put on us that like past one year, you really shouldn't still be struggling with it. Like really even past six months, it's like embarrassing. And it's like, you know what? No, absolutely not. Get the hell out of here with that. (laughs) We will talk about this again. We, let's not do it right now because it will become the rest of the yes. episode and we are not prepared <laughs> to do this in less than like four hours time. So we're going to, we're going to put that one on pause. We will circle back for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll circle back. 
Uh, so yeah, that's just where I am. <laughs> okay. I think then this is a good time to take a quick little break for a word from our sponsors and we'll be back with, I have a question. Are you exhausted? Dragon ass? Can't get out of bed? You must be an adult. That's awesome. Good for you. Sounds like you need some more sleep. I can't help you at all. But when you figure it out, let us know. Use our code hashtag Danifest for no percent, zero percent, absolutely nothing at all off your sleep needs. Sure sounds dreamy, doesn't it? Too good to be true? Because it is. Make money, drink caffeine. Okay, bye. I'll take two. Okay. Okay, welcome back. We are going to talk about boundaries. So we mentioned this in our last episode, um, the importance of boundaries and what we've been learning about them as parents and especially what we kind of took into parenting from our professional backgrounds. So I have a question. I just want to check in for a minute and see like, how are you doing with boundaries? How's that going? What's that journey like for you? And let's break it down too into like categories. Yeah. Okay. So when I think about boundaries, I initially think about physical boundaries. So I know there's much more to it, but let's take a second and break this one down. Okay. So physical boundaries, I refer to physical affection. Um, I believe we touched on this in episode two, and I used the example of when we were younger and leaving somebody's house, right? Like typically a relative, maybe you weren't that close to, and your parents would tell you to go give whoever a hug goodbye, right? And as I'm Actually, as I'm saying this, I sometimes think my parents didn't actually even tell me to do that. I just like felt the unspoken expectation to do that because it was the right, polite, respectful thing to do. Anyway, I remember being like whatever age that was and feeling physically uncomfortable and no part of me wanting to participate in this like awkward affection hug situation, but pushing that discomfort aside because I wasn't supposed to be rude or disrespectful. So anyway, something that I'm trying to be really mindful of or hope to be more mindful of as my child develops is first of all, asking her and not just telling her if she would like to give a hug or a kiss or a high five. We're really into high fives right now. Um, And just basically giving her choices that help her feel safe and comfortable. Um, Also, I try really hard to respect her responses Sometimes I definitely, (laughs) sometimes I definitely like don't try at all and just completely ignore it (laughs) because I'm still learning and I'm still working on this too. But also you are my perfect child and you are so painfully cute that I absolutely am going to come over and scoop you up and kiss you 100 times in four seconds on your big giant ball cheeks. (laughs) And I can't tell you how many times I say to my child, if you don't want me to smother you, then why are you so cute? Like this is your fault. You have chosen that I do this to you by being irresistible and edible. So sorry, not sorry. 100% edible arrangement. And so I'm working on it. But then I will put her back down and afterwards I'm going to definitely get back to um, learning to respect her responses. Um, But she will. She will sometimes actually tell me no. And especially if it's during one of her emotional moments that she's working through. So I don't know. I guess basically my goal in all of in all of this is to empower her and help her learn the importance of setting and understanding and I guess advocating for her needs and her safety, but also recognizing that <laughs> I have to 
that you have to respect her role in that journey. Yes. And that I'm still learning. I'm still learning this too for her and for myself. Yeah. I mean, this is a relatively new concept, I think, for for both of us because we did both grow up in in families. And I think most people probably can relate. I, re- I remember being told, go give so-and-so a hug and a kiss. Go give uncle blank. Go give aunt whoever. And, uh, and most of the time it was like the great uncles and great aunts. Like you said, the ones I, I don't even... I don't even know you. I right. barely recognize you. Um, I certainly do not want to touch you or be touched <laughs> by you. And not because I'm disrespectful, just because I'm like two or four or five or six or seven even. And like, I I don't know you. And think of it as a, as a 32, 35, 37-year-old person. You don't want to just walk. If someone walked up to you and said, go give him a hug, <laughs> you would be like, no, thank you. You know, so like, why is, why would it be any different for a human that's just considerably younger? Um, I just think it is, it is hard to sort of retrain yourself. First and foremost, it's you're asking, you're not telling, would you like to give so-and-so a hug? Would you like to say goodbye? You know, and then within that you can give choice. Okay. Do you want to give you know, Uncle Joe, a high five. So give them some choices and let them feel empowered in that situation. Because like you said, um, it's not a sign of disrespect if they choose not to engage in physical affection, especially at first. I mean, when they're super, super young, they're literally just realizing that they have the ability to even say no and to control if their body moves towards you or not, because that's something that they did not have up until very recently. So that's a whole new power that they are just figuring out right now. And it's not anything against you. They haven't, they don't even have the ability quite yet to think about how you might feel about their actions. So it is certainly not an intentional, you know, disrespectful behavior. Yeah. And as you were saying this, I'm, I'm kind of putting together that even, I don't even think sometimes she really understands the power of no or what her no means. And so let like helping her learn that she does have this power. And even if it is playful, right? Like helping her learn that you telling me no means that I will not continue with this. Yeah. That your no does, it does mean something exactly. And that brings to the last point that you were trying to make, which is this gives your child the chance to learn the importance of their own abilities, their own power, their own voice. This is the whole topic of consent, especially if you have, especially, you know, it's, this is not just apply to women, but should you have a daughter, which we both do in this instance, you know, there's always that underlying background thought of like what it is like in today's society for women. Um, and how, you know, many women feel that for their whole lives, they did not have the ability to stand up for themselves and what they're comfortable with. And I think it's our job as parents to show them, to guide them, to model for them. I can respectfully decline your request to touch me or for me to touch you, I will wrap up this situation in another way that I am comfortable with that is still showing you respect. I think all of that is possible, but you're absolutely right. We both have to work really hard at it because we (laughs) both understand how important it is. But um, yeah, I just think, I don't don't know. I don't know how much of that is relevant to this, but. No, it is relevant because I think really now at this point, what we could be talking about though is the behavioral boundaries, right? Like when you physically go to intervene on a behavior that they're participating in that is a boundary you would like to or an expectation you would like to set for them, right? Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I was thinking of is um, 
like right now, like she's still very much into throwing her food on the floor, which is a fun game for all, right? But what mm-hmm. I have now started to do is try to not have that reaction. And when she's done eating, I place her on the floor and I tell her, we're now going to pick this up. And we like, I show her and I pick it up and we put it on the plate. Now, this might be coming its own separate game, which is probably not <laughs> enforcing the behavior I actually want her to show me. But um, it was something we tried. So I was thinking about that when you were saying like, what was she throwing? Milk? The milk yeah. cup? Yeah. yeah and you physically cup. go over and intervene and show her what what your boundaries, what your limits are and what that expectation looks like. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to remind her of the expectation first, right? I see her starting to swing it and shake it with the straw open. You know, like I see the milk coming up the straw and I'm like, no, thank you. Milk is for drinking. <laughs> milk is for drinking. Put it, put it on the table. Milk goes on the table. Because I do try, by the way, to put it in like positive as in what I do want you to do instead of just telling them what not to do. Because especially yeah. in a toddler brain, and honestly, science has even figured out that in an adult brain, when you say no this or don't that, there is a big part of your subconscious that all they he- all it hears is whatever you just said not to do, it's going to like, oh, for example, don't eat that cookie. I need to eat that cookie right now. (laughs) I'm going to eat that cookie. So in a toddler, obviously it's like times a thousand, right? So if I'm instead of saying, don't throw the milk, because that is a fast track to throwing the milk, I say milk goes on the table. We drink the milk and I tell her, I remind her, right? This is what this, I expect you. This is the expectation that this is how you're going to handle your milk. Um, and then if she can't meet that expectation, I am absolutely going to sweep in with the consequence, which is now mommy takes it and I'm going to narrate that and I'm going to stay calm and I'm not going to freak. I'm like, no, 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 no. Right. I'm not, none of that is necessary. It's not helping. It's just stressing me out more. It's stressing her out more, but I'm going to hold that boundary. I'm going to hold that boundary. I'm going to give her a little bit of freedom in every situation to figure herself out within the situation, but there is a boundary. And if you are not following the expectations that I've set, I am going to physically intervene. And I do think that that's, that was kind of a really nice segue from physical to behavioral because we did, when we talk, kind of talked out and p- tried to plan what were the major things we wanted to say in the episode, we did come to the conclusion that behavioral and emotional are just as important as the physical. Yeah. And they're really, really vital that you have those in place um, as soon and as consistently as possible. So, you know, there's tantrums, there's defiance, you get with older children, you'll get disrespectful communication or disrespectful actions. You know, you can have kids old enough to actually swear at you or run away and slam a door or, you know, any, any number, there's an entire, entire gambit of things that a child can do. Okay. Yeah. So you were saying that example of older kids swearing, right? Or younger kids throwing tantrums. Um, And there is an emotional component to all of this, right? So the root cause behind that behavior is often like an emotional need. So I think now's a good time for us to start talking about setting emotional boundaries, right? Like you have the right to feel any emotion you feel, feel it as intensely as you need to. But what you do not have the right to do is to lash out on others or be unsafe. So let's figure out a way. Let's come up with a plan for you to process these emotions that gives you whatever it is that you need, but in a safe manner. Yeah. So I will I will toot my own horn on this one. I do feel like I do consistently do this one well. So I can't claim that I respect her physical boundaries as much as I honestly should. However, emotionally, toot, toot. I think... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. 
Toot toot. <laughs> Coming through a little steamboat of emotional boundaries. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, I have from the jump been pretty good with her about, and this is, I think, because of my Montessori training background, um, which does like jive really well with your emotional counseling background. There is a really big push for name the emotion. Um, yeah. validate the emotion, but there, there still are boundaries within that emotion. Restate the boundary, hold the boundary, right? So yeah, I see, you know, she is asking for me to put the TV on, right? But it, it like, I just turned it off because it's time to make our way to the tub and we really need to get this like show on the road here. And, um, because, you know, actually what she does, she bites down on her own. She like balls her hand up in a fist and bites mm-hmm. it like an old timey, like comedian <laughs> from some kind of black and white, like to the moon, Alice, to the moon. I've never seen an actual human being bite their knuckles with frustration before outside of like Jerry Lewis 45 years ago. So I'm just, I don't know where that came from, but I will I'll like point to the teeth, the jagged, freaking chipped, crooked toddler teeth on her knuckle skin and be like, wow look that hurt and she and she'll stop and look at it like oh shoot you know like they they don't they're so in the heat of the moment at any age especially the toddler age and as as you are when you're having a full-blown meltdown because you're at your end of your rope they're so in it that sometimes it really does truly help to like you know say I see you I hear you I understand why go ahead girl you feel frustrated there's a consequence though to this behavior. Do you see that it hurts your skin and that, you know, what else can we, you can, I think you were talking about how you try to give your girl some other options. Like you can squish this, you can throw this down on this spot right here. You can um, squeeze this blanket, you can whatever. And you just, again, much like with the physical um, boundaries, you try to give some options for other ways to handle those emotions so that they can stay within the safe boundaries of of whatever, you know, your expectations are in the home. I even feel like in that, in shifting your tone of voice, it acts as its own distraction and redirection. Yeah. I think it's really, 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 do do not get me wrong. I'm not saying it's easy to not meet them at their emotional peak. In fact, when it's your child and they, you know, we talked about this last time when it's your family, all training goes out the window, all buttons are pressed a thousand times harder. You know, like it's, it's a whole different thing. Okay. And, and it's not your job as the parent to immediately make them happy and take away that feeling. Let them feel the feeling. Just make sure that they can do it in a safe way, that they're not hurting themselves or someone else. You have the right to feel what you're feeling, even if I think it's completely ridiculous why you are feeling this way. That's not important. The important part is keep your body and other people's bodies safe while you're working through this thing. Right? Yeah. Um, I 100% agree. But I also feel like um, I think we touched on this earlier too. I am not great at this yet, right? And and as in any aspect of this, physical, uh, physical, behavioral, or emotional, right? But I like I am curious. Let's maybe talk about how we, as our own separate individual human beings, are with boundaries, like as Laura and Danielle, not as mommies. Yeah. Like how do we do holding our own lines for what we need? Right. Is that what because you're talking about? We're, we're trying to teach them and to be respectful of, of them. And uh, I'm curious because when I self-reflect, 
I am very aware that this is not a strength of mine in any way, shape, or form. So I would yeah. be curious to hear your perspective. Yeah, I think I have been working on this. I started working on that that journey, the whole concept of boundaries, um, why they're so important, how to put them into place years before she was born. That does not mean I'm done with that. Like it is an everyday ongoing thing. Actually, I had one more bullet point under emotional boundaries. And oh, that sorry. was to set that was that's okay because it actually kind of leads into my the thing I struggle with the most. So the last emotional boundary I wanted to point out was that you can actively attribute to uh, the happiness of others, but you are not responsible for the happiness of others. And that sort of gets kind of grouped into that little expression don't set yourself on fire to keep others warm. Yeah. Right? Like, and that for her right now, it is sort of, I'm trying to make sure she understands that if she does something well, or she does something correctly, or she helps out in the house, or she chooses to run over and give me a hug, all of those things make me <laughs> ecstatically happy. Um, and it's hard not to be like, oh, you make mommy so happy and accidentally maybe give this feeling of like, I'm responsible for keeping everyone happy. And, um, I won't share necessarily what might be going on for me. That's really hard or tough. Cause I don't want to worry you. I don't want to stress you out. I don't want to, whatever. I'll just deal with it by myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want to, you know, put that burden on you and just sort of feeling like my own emotions could be a burden to someone else. So I should just swallow that and be happy and say yes and do everything all the time and just be there for everyone all the time. And you have nothing left for yourself at the end of that. And so that's where your whole point about, well, how are you doing? Because really what they're, what they're learning is what you do, not just what you say. But yeah, dude, I am struggling with carving out my own boundaries. And I think that that's not uncommon in motherhood. I think that's not uncommon for teachers. Your emotions absolutely affect other people. And I feel like I've gotten to a point where I'm really, really good at faking the emotion that I'm feeling so that other people aren't affected by my negative ones. But I do think she's smarter than that, right? She'll see through me. So I need to get better. You know, what's funny is as you're talking and I'm listening to, and I, and I see this in you because I've known you for so long that you will push your things aside and like your job is to make sure everyone else is content and happy and well. And I am the complete opposite of you where I, I mean, I also am a people pleaser, but instead of putting myself out there to just be like this thin, dirty rag, I retreat and isolate entirely so that I can't, I can't be letting people down because I am, I've vanished. Yeah, right? I'm not even here to let you down. <laughs> it's not possible for me to have failed you if I didn't answer to begin with. Um, I actually have always really envied that about you. I do. I think now that you say that, I secretly have felt like you are better at your boundaries than I am because I, w- I don't say no and you do you, or you'll say nothing at all, which is, <laughs> you know, pretty much it's given the same message, but... Right. But I also feel like there's still a healthier way to handle that. So I I isolate and retreat and cut myself off entirely, but I I also need help or need still need connection. And I'm not good at communicating like I want to be here, but just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Right. Which I think is honestly the only reason that we 
have made it 21 years. And now our family, <laughs> which is working out really well for us is because I do, I do know that about you. Right. So right. I, you try all the time to push me away <laughs> and I'm just not having it. We always think the other one hates the other. We're always that going a through a moment yeah. of that. <laughs> we have done that for 21 years. If we don't talk for like, I don't know, let's say two weeks, two to four weeks, which at this point now would be actually very strange, but there are plenty of times in throughout there where we could have gone like a month without actually talking only to eventually get on the phone and be like, are you mad at me? No, I thought you were (laughs) mad at me. Why would I be mad at you? I don't know. Why would I be mad at you? Oh, I'm so glad you're not mad at me. I didn't call you for the last three weeks because I thought you were mad at me. So like just so dumb. But um, so dumb. yeah, we have gotten off of the task. Yes, 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 yes. Completely, but we both need to work on our own boundaries because beyond everything that you can say and believe for your children, you have to actually walk the walk. That's the most important way to really model for them how they should hold their own boundaries. You do. And also I um when I was talking about me retreating, I feel like that really connected to the emotional boundaries, but I think I also have just I even so much for the physical boundaries. I feel like I am not good at communicating what makes me feel comfortable and uncomfortable. And I will often, because of the people pleaser in me, I will often put myself in situations or let myself be in situations that make me feel really uncomfortable and sometimes unsafe, but I so badly don't want to feel like I'm being disrespectful that, um, I let myself stay there. And so that's something I I want to work really hard on because yes, I want to be a really good role model for her so she can see it in action so that she it becomes second nature for her. I want her to be everything I'm not. <laughs> right. And that's I think that's <laughs> honestly a beautiful thing that a parent should want for their child is that they have that they're a better version of a human than you are. Right. Not necessarily richer and more successful per society standards, but just like a more well-rounded, like truly happy human being that they get that better than, than you got it so far anyway. And yeah, I think. Go. No, hold on. You just hold your mouth because as <laughs> I, we were thinking about writing details for this topic, right, I did find myself in a little bit of an emotional state because I was thinking what a privilege and honor it is to raise a girl, um, should she identify as so, but to raise a little girl at this time. And I want her to feel strong and brave and empowered and like all the things I never really found in myself, right? But for the better. And I want her to stand firmly in what she believes in and to understand and cherish her worth and to never settle for anything less than she deserves or desires. And I feel like teaching these boundaries that will empower her to do that. Like, I just think she is an entire universe of magic and I will get emotional in one second. So I have to be done talking. (laughs) And then I'll be right behind you because I also have a tiny precious daughter that I want to be a queen, a queen and a goddess. Um, I do. I think this is an interesting time to be a parent in general. I think there are a lot of really difficult things working against us, like the age of technology. We talked about this last time, having Google in your hand, having everybody's opinion in your face and accessible to you, posting something for you know, everybody to to see and seeing everybody else's posts. It's all just this crazy new element of parenting. 
But that being said, there also are have been a lot of you know, revolutionary ideas that are coming to the front and kind of becoming accepted, like that girls should be raised to be strong and they should see themselves in sports and as leaders and all the things that, you know, even as recently as when we were kids, which was not that freaking long ago, right? you know, kind of a rumble that you might've had like a cool teacher or a family member who gave you that message, but it certainly wasn't the prevalent message in the media and society. And you know what? That goes for boys too, though. I think right now, especially on the emotional boundary side, if you have a little boy and he is allowed to feel feelings, you've already done more for him than so many men before yeah. have were ever given the permission to do, you know? And and the physical boundaries, of course, are important, but the emotional ones are that much more for a little boy, I think, because boys, on the other hand, are raised to, to believe that they can't be sensitive. They can't be sweet. They can't have feelings. They, they can't be nurturing. They, you know, dolls are for girls and not for boys. Trucks are for boys and not for girls. And all of that is so ridiculous. And we can also yeah. have a whole different episode on that. I just want to say, I think that's a good point about this is an interesting time and a really kind of cool time to raise a daughter in the world. And that, and that can also be true of boys in case you're not listening with a little girl and you're thinking, oh God, everything is like, because that's the thing I think Chris has felt is like, it's great that there's this whole huge empowerment of women, but it shouldn't have to come at the expense of boys and men either. It shouldn't be that you now are demonized and um, vilified for the sins of the past either. That's not any more right than telling a little girl that she belongs in a kitchen, you know? So exactly. that's just- Like what an amazing time to raise such a, a, a brave little boy who stands up for everybody and everything and is in touch with his emotions and able to communicate that and be a respectful, you know what I mean? I, I would have felt yeah. just the same way. Yeah. So regardless of what you're parenting, if you're parenting at all, then, you know, this is an interesting time to be doing this. So look into it, see see what you think about some of these boundary topics. If you're not a parent and you're just an adult like us, like literally just struggling to keep your own boundaries, then, yep. you know, hopefully some of this was any kind of thought provoking for you. Um, regardless of whether or not there's a tiny child watching you, it's important for you to also on all of those same topics, hold your own physical boundaries and communicate them, hold your own behavioral boundaries for yourself, you know, catch yourself in a spiral and say, okay, I'm I'm anxious right now. That's okay. It's okay to be anxious. It's okay to feel anxious. You know, like there are things you can put into place for yourself um, and emotionally as well. So I feel like what do you think? Did we get like most of our most of our like points did, out about that? Did we do okay? I feel like we did really well. Yes. I think look so. at the time. Let's do look the ad the, break. Oh, Let's look at the time. Dumps. Look at the time. <laughs> do a dump. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Let's Let's pivot. Let's lighten things up and let's finish out the show with one of our favorite segments, the brain dump. Danielle, like you wanna, need, you're going to start? Yeah, obviously I'm going to start. But I also feel like maybe as we progress, we should come up with some sort of sound for brain dump. Oh, um, yeah, like a weird little right? silly little radio style sound effect for yeah, brain dump. Like, uh, yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, I okay, know exactly so- what you were thinking. And <laughs> we got we to gotta iron that out. That's a little too sophomoric. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Hit me with your dump. So for my brain dump, I have this. 
My eyebrows are not even. Like they are at different levels on my face and it's really unfortunate. And what my husband has so kindly pointed out is that when I start to panic about something, it accentuates how uneven they are. And it occurred to me that maybe they aren't that uneven because I live in an elevated state of worry. Maybe my face muscles have worked so hard to relocate my eyebrows on my face. Okay. Um, and then just lastly, it's so cold outside <laughs> that my nails are just snapping and exploding right off of my fingers. Like I go outside oh, and they touch the air and they are just exploding straight off of my hands. Broken. F- fingernailless. Um, hold on. <laughs> hold the phone. First of all, I'm going to need you to take a big, deep breath <laughs> just based on the eyebrow part of your brain dump. Okay. Can you breathe with me? Okay. Breathe with mommy in. In Through the nose. (laughs) Through the mouth. I feel better. Now that your nervous system is slightly less psychotic, I need to know what you mean by your fingernails explode (laughs) off your body in cold weather. It, I am I am highlighting how painfully cold it has been here. Negatives, people. Negative lots of numbers, not just a single digit. And you step outside and it's like, you know how you like, I don't know, hit it on the car or like on your zipper and they break off. I swear I'm stepping outside and my nails are hitting the ice cold air and just snapping, bursting off my hands. <laughs> Danielle. <laughs> I have none now because they all burst it off. Oh, yeah. You guys can't see it. She's showing me her hands and they are nubs. Just 100% hot dog fingers. Okay. That's great for me. Thank you. (laughs) My hair randomly became curly and it's just completely shaken me. I don't know how to care for it. I don't know what to do. This is a new world for me. Am I... Living in an alternate universe, did I do some sort of quantum jumping, which I can't even explain to you what that is because I'm just coming upon it on TikTok. <laughs> Come follow me. And, um, follow me. I won't post, but I will watch you in the darkness. And I can't explain anything that's happening, but I'm wondering. So if you're also into that, let me know. Nice. I do. I just also real quick. Uh, do you think that the curly hair has anything to do with your hair journey thus far? Do you think you accidentally took a step in your hair journey that has changed the composition or the uh, molecular structure of your hair? And now it is curly. I think I think I quantum jumped, shifted <laughs> something. I'm in an alternate lifeline, timeline, life, something. And I am just living as a different version of myself that didn't realize I had curly hair. And I am like, what I didn't do when I did this jump was learn how to take care of it. But yes, every week there will be something about my hair because this is the greatest journey of all time. (laughs) Okay. Well, this is an exciting new development in the journey. The hair has turned yeah. curly and you made a quantum jump. Obviously, that's the only <laughs> explanation for this. I really want to circle back to the fingernails uh, another time. I don't feel, I feel like this episode has been long enough that it is not appropriate to unpack that right now, but I am on a roller coaster of emotions about okay. that one. We could do a whole okay. episode. Okay. <laughs> I hope not. Okay. Let's see. What do I have? Did I pull my groin? Do I have a groin? 
I feel like I've only ever heard of groin injuries on male athletes, but maybe that's because I never really watched female sports, uh, which really makes it all that much more amazing that I am such a natural athlete, um, pulling my groin (laughs) at recess with six-year-olds. So if you could find out if women have groins, that would be helpful (laughs) to me. I'm so, I should know that, right? I should know that. Um, and then I actually accidentally invented this word with you the last time that we had a meeting, which was fractious. I told you that I was feeling fractious and for a second I felt like I misspoke. And then I thought, no, absolutely not. That is a no truer word has been spoken. Fractious. I am feeling frazzled. I am feeling anxious. I am feeling fractious. I love it. We should start a dictionary. We should have our whole own language. Yeah. Not another mom cast dictionary. Stay tuned. Buy it at your local dictionary store. Great. I was going to say Etsy shop, but yeah, the dictionary store. The dictionary store, you know, where everybody is just (laughs) flocking to buy their dictionaries, just lines around the block for dictionaries. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the last thought that I had is that for 21 years, there's been something about the way that you say your name. I could never quite put my finger on. And I realized that it is <laughs> how we accent, first of all, where we put the accent and then like the vowel sound in that syllable. So let me explain that one. Okay. When I say your name, I say Danielle, Danielle, Danielle. Okay. D-A-N-Y-E-L-L. Yeah. Aggressive and sharp. Yes. Like I'm in trouble. You say it. Say it for me. Danielle. (laughs) No, you changed it. I shouldn't have made you say it after me. I should have had you say it first. You say Danielle. Danielle. It's like almost, I almost want to say it's D-I-N. Y-E-L-L, but it's more like D apostrophe N, like Danielle. 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 I've been, it's been my name my whole life, so I've been saying it too long. I don't have time to do the two-two. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, snap, snap, clap, clap, Danielle. I don't have time for that. <laughs> syllables? You don't have time for <laughs> syllables? <laughs> okay. No, just do twos. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for us, folks. Thank you so much for listening to Not Another Momcast. You can find us on Instagram at Not Another Momcast or email us at Not Another Momcast at gmail.com. I made it. That's why I'm excited. Sorry. (laughs) She made it and we're still very, very proud of her. Um, If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review. We'd love to hear from you, but nice words only, please. Okay. If you didn't like it, just don't listen anymore. Okay. You don't need to, you don't need to be mean. Nice words only. Well, okay. Listen, you don't have to listen to this episode, but definitely tune in because we might, we might surprise you along the way. Yeah. Maybe we'll get better. Maybe we'll completely change and you'll (laughs) like us so much more next week. So try again, but don't send us mean messages is what I'm saying. Cause I'm a human being too. Thank you for remembering that. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Ready for the most annoying sign off ever? Always. Okay. Okay, Bye. bye. (laughs) I like when I sing at the end of it.